right, all right, all right. We are back. We are back. Mr. Chulo Rich in the house. Jay Zilla, your host. Welcome back to Urban Academia. Thank you so much for joining us. What's happening, man? What we got going on? Hey, man, just ready to do another one, man. Ready to do another one. Say, hold on, man. For those of y'all who don't know, man, Mr. Rich is one of the coolest dudes on the planet. So I always expect the best from this dude, even if it may not be. I, I'm afraid to point it out, but what does that shirt say, if you don't mind, sir? <laughs> Sorry. Not everyone can. What's the last bit there? To your left. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry, not everyone can be me. Dadgummit, that's how you open the show right there, Mr. Rich. Go ahead and get yourself back centered up. Welcome back with the best smile on the planet. This That's out of Mississippi. What's happening, man? What's happening, man? What's happening, man? Oh, my goodness, man. The same old, same old. What we try to do here at Urban Academia, Urban the, the Urban Academia podcast, Oof. right? We try to, we take these things that are going on, we try to blow them up to a world stage, right? A global stage, and then shrink them down to somewhere. So possibly shrink them down to a level that we can actually chew on a little bit and possibly give people, the people out there, a, a, an opportunity to actually do something within their community. So we're just going to get right on into it, if, if you don't mind, man. Uh, Slim 400. What the frap? Man, um... So, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to have more to say about that here in the future because it's going to take some uh, some looking into and some researching. But um, this this thing is moving faster than we can keep up with. You know what I mean? It started out for me, um, and I'm sure a lot of other people. But uh, for me personally, I started paying attention to this whole empire situation. And it wasn't even a situation at that point. It was just an issue. Um, I started paying attention when Mo3 died. Um, I, I became a fan of his music, and then I began to to pay attention to what was going on after that. And then after that, just you know, I just started to notice just Empire artists is just dropping like flies. You know, I don't have a clue why. I got speculations. I got um, conspiracies or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, you, you know how that go. You know, you say something that half-ass makes sense and it's a conspiracy. You know? but, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. All I do know is, is you niggas keep paying these people all of this money and you're not protecting these people in the slightest. You know, these people are, drug, you know, turning up dead all over, you know, all over the country. You know, um, and this shit goes back to like once I, like I said, once I started with Mo3, I went back to look. And, uh... There was a kid, I think his name was a Triple X or XXX Tentacion or something like that. It's hard to say his name. It's um, okay, look, I've actually had some practice at this, right? You don't break it down. XXX Tentacion. Cion is that the tricky part at the end. XXX Tentacion. Yeah. You got to put a little Spanish flair on there. XXX Tentacion. It was it's a hell of a name to say, you know what I mean? But um rest in peace to him, you know what I mean? Because he is one of those artists that um was on Empire and, and is deceased now. Um 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny about all of these damn crime scenes. You know, people walk past his crime scene, uh, Tentacion, and thought that man was asleep in the car. Supposedly, he got shot in the neck. Mm. You know, I'm, uh, I'm from Detroit. You know, I lived in Columbia quite a while. Um, you from Oak Cliff. You lived in uh, Spring Hill quite a while, which is right next to Columbia. We've seen a little bit of shit, you know what I mean? Ain't never seen nobody get hit in the neck and no blood splatter, ever. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, he had a clean scene, um, Mo3, no blood on the scene. This Dolph shit, no blood on the scene. You know, I saw some of these shits look a little funny and then the other ones are just you know, obvious executions. You know what I mean? This shit that happened to Slim 400. Um, God rest his soul. That was an absolute execution. I don't know who may have seen it, who may have not, but um, somebody literally walked up to him while he was sitting in a car in his driveway, um, spoke a couple words to him. Hey, what's up, man? He looked back. The guy grabbed him with one arm took a shotgun with the other arm and and just shot him repeatedly while dragging him into the street. You know, so he dragged him about, I want to say 15, 20 feet, you know, maybe a little further, you know, while shooting this man with a shotgun, you know what I mean? Um, didn't look like he was trying to hide himself or what he was doing. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, who's over this, who's, who's, you know, I, what I do know is rich people don't just die um, randomly this often, especially you all work for the same corporation. You know what I mean? Um, after a few, you know, you got to kind of look at this thing like, you know, are these accidents or are you motherfuckers cashing in off insurance policies? You know, or is there something else going on that we don't know about? You know, what what I did learn from Tupac and Biggie um, is that artists are worth more dead than alive. Mm. Um, I, I don't know how much money Biggie made and Tupac made over this last weekend. And I say that because there was a, uh, a versus battle. And in that versus battle, uh, Bone Thugs went against uh, Three Six Mafia. Right. And two of the songs that Bone Thugs had, they they and they might be one of the only fucking groups to ever do this. I might have to Google it to see. But um they had a feature from Tupac and a feature from Biggie, which ain't really, you know, that was around the time that beef shit kind of really flared up and you know, it, it wasn't really uh common for people to have a feature from both artists, you know what I mean? Mm. They had a feature from both and they played both songs at the verses and you know um what that does is you know remind fans remind people who may have listened to that in the past or people who have never heard it before you know lets them sample it and and, and gives them a chance to go stream that you know run those numbers up for them and uh, i'm quite certain that's what happened i'm quite certain a lot of tupac streams happened after that quite certain a lot of biggie streams happen after that you know what i mean it's just kind of a natural that's what the internet does um but these guys are continuously making money for whatever company that they're signed to you know those particular guys been dead 20 years you know what i mean but there's there's some company that still gets paid off of every time that you hear their voice 
you know, and you got these new artists signing these deals and uh, and they're signing better deals than they ever signed before. You know, what I mean, that's the crazy part about it. Like they never gave that's artists deals. That's what happens when you you shine a light on things. Right. I mm. mean, if you look at this, this, uh, <clears throat> I guess. I hate saying BLM movement because the yeah. young ladies who yeah. started Black Lives Matter. That movement had nothing to do with police brutality. Okay, it was two ladies. And then black lives. <laughs> well, they, so there was a thing, right? So I mean, they were kind of touting the uh, the hammer and sickle. So if you know, I think I mean, if you're aware of that symbol and what that you know means, I suggest you in your free time kind of look at that of what that even means, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, I hate saying BLM, and I really do hate saying the culture too because we're still. We are still rich at this point in our careers trying to define the culture. We want a good, solid um, definition of it because in any sort of, I guess, in any enterprise, in any group of people, there's going to be some diversity, right? So, like, you and I, we're both black, so we're both part of the culture. You know, we may not vote the same. We may not like the same types of foods or the same types of enjoyment, right? That's diversity. But I... I don't know how to how to put it, how else to put it. So for lack of a better term, we're going to say culture. But we really have to start looking at, I don't know, how to define it and where do we fall in it and what we can get done within it, okay? I think we had to figure out a word to call it first because obviously culture ain't the word. We don't even know what the fuck to call it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, when it comes to culture... Like I said, and like we've said on other episodes, our culture does not um, appropriate the things that we should appropriate. You know what I mean? The things that we uh, take on as the culture is usually the dumb shit. You know what I mean? We don't usually we don't usually look at what's right and what's just and what we need to do and make that a part of the culture. You know what I mean? We just we take in what's what you know whatever's hot right now. You know amongst ourselves or whatever's talked about or heard about the most and make that the culture. Right. Yeah, well, so as I said before, here at Urban, Ac Urban Academia Podcast, I got to get used to saying our own name, man. <laughs> but here at Urban at the Urban Academia Podcast, again, we like to blow things up. Like we focus on one thing, we blow it up on the global stage and we try to shrink it down little by little to a level that we can actually fathom and do something about it um when you talk about how now right in the now we have uh artists signing the best deals that they ever have before even though they're not very good deals right they're getting a little bit better about what to watch out for uh hiring a lawyer hiring a financial advisor all these things you know on another show me and dean talked about um some NFL players that don't touch their NFL game checks at all. So whatever they make from the NFL, they don't touch. It sits up, it makes money. And they live off either the interest or they live off their endorsements or whatever they make off of their own brand. And so it's we're starting to kind of creep and get to a point where we're thinking of, one, other ways to make money. As we talk about Dolph outside of rapping, like how many businesses he was involved for, what he set up for, you know, his his uh the next generation, right? 
Mm-hmm. I think with Black Lives Matter, this um, you know, the culture, these movements that's happening, the George Floyds and all these things that are going on, because the Omar um the Aubrey case where all three of them were convicted, like that's not getting very much uh publication. It does seem like we're kind of stagnant, but it also feels like we're moving forward in the right direction. And I think that happens anytime you sort of are able to highlight or spotlight any uh, situations like this. Like back in the day, the civil rights movement, you know, uh, the Emmett Till story, where she decides to make sure that that casket is open so they can see what they did to my baby. Whew, when people were met with that image, that changed people's minds, whether they wanted to change their minds or not. And so I think that's that's interesting that you say that, that these contracts are getting better. You got Kanye talking about contracts, even though he has Who's tons of did it under him. Yeah. Who, whose mind did it change? You know what I mean? <laughs> Seeing that casket open. And I, and I get what you're saying. I yeah. most definitely do. But well, when so you say I'm, that, I'm going to play devil's I'm advocate. Gonna, you know, whose mind did it change? Because... You know, those actions didn't stop. No, 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 no. And it's never going to stop. You're always going to have people in the extremes, Rich. Always. But there was some, that catapulted some legislative legislative change, which is important. There are things that you and I can sit up here and do and say, people we can talk to now that we could never have done 40 years ago, 50 years ago, right? 60 years ago. Uh, and I understand the idea of, of Malcolm X making his famous statement of like, don't stab me in the back, pull it out. A couple, don't stab me in the back six inches, pull it out a couple of inches and call it progress. <laughs> right? Like, first you have to acknowledge the knife, the weapon. You have to acknowledge what goes on here in this country. Other countries have shown that when they do that, the relationship gets better. Is it perfect? No. The UK isn't perfect. But when they put out all those things about slavery and their part in slavery and apologized and went and made legislative change, like you could see a difference in that country. That's possible here. All we hear about is like, well, we're bigger, bigger than them. They're a little small island, right? New Zealand, we can't do with them and Australia do because they're so small compared to America. It's like, no, stop with all the excuses, man. You won't let me come into my job and say stuff like that. Stop with the excuses. It's hard to talk about racism. It's hard to talk about systemic racism. It's hard to talk about slavery in our history. It's hard to talk about why these major companies continuously move forward, making money off of black bodies still. Still to this day. It's hard to talk about that. But don't tell me it's too easy or it's too difficult. You need to, there needs to be change. There needs to be something that happens and we need to have some sort of forward movement. Any movement at this point, right, is great. I'm welcoming any movement. And you ask whose minds we change. Well, I felt like the people who had voting power, some very real changes were made, even though it may be seem like little morsels to placate, you know, the black community, right? We still to this day have civil rights uh, laws on the on the books. Now, how much people actually, you know, execute those laws, and uh, that's a different story. That's a different fight. But we got to recognize that while having some notes for, you know, how to move forward. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So look, man, let's, let's take a chuckle break. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. So look, I'm still working with all this stuff. Bear with me. I did find a little workaround. So this is what we're going to do for now, moving forward. But uh, yeah, we're going to keep checking back into this video. Hang in there. Let's see. Shorty so the point of me making this live was basically I realized today that I have nothing to offer a man. Nothing. And I feel like it took, number one, it took me uh, 32 years to realize it because I just found that out today. So I was today years old when I realized it. And then um, it took me a lot of pride swallowing to be able to admit it. Um, I'm going to tell you why I feel the way I feel. This is not based off anyone else. This is only based off myself. But I just wanted to share it just in case it may help somebody else. I feel like I don't have anything to offer to a man because a man asked me what I had to offer him. And it was the way he asked that made me realize that I don't. He simply stated, I realize that you're single. But tell me what would I benefit from having you as my woman? Now, outside... Wow. Wow. We're going to keep checking back in with that video. It's a TikTok video. Thank you for attending that. Holy crap. So, anywho. Yes. <laughs> Slim 400. As, as, as the video started, I was thinking to myself, that's not a chuckle video. <laughs> not a chuckle video. I told you I hadn't seen it. We was going to watch it live together. And, man, yeah. Be, be yeah, no, no, that no. That's, 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 a, that's a real, that's a real uh, commentary video to the point where we're going to have to ask questions to the audience and, and see where everybody's at with that. Um, it just struck me because it was a woman being honest. And I don't see that kind of honesty out of women, you know. Um, I'm not saying I don't see honesty out of women. Don't twist my words. You have to listen to that video and understand what I'm saying. Um, she was being a different kind of honest. And, and that type of honesty is a type of honesty that can't be taught. But once you realize it, it'll take you far. You know what I mean? So women, if you um, are out there and you're watching this show, check that video out and kind of see where I'm coming from, where she's coming from. And, 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 and let's help each other out. Man, man, man! I'll, look, maybe, maybe we should just watch a little bit more. What do you think? Let's watch a little bit more. Out of the basics, like oh, I look nice, I can cook, I work. I didn't have nothing else to offer. And the reason I realized that I didn't is because I got to thinking about myself. And all I've been doing for oh so many years is just working and taking care of kids. I don't know necessarily what I'm into. So there, there goes hobbies. I'm not necessarily sure my feminine level of energy because majority of my relationships, I wore the pants. Mm. So how can you, as a woman, wow. offer to be a woman to a man if you've never fully been a woman? I am a woman because I'm a female, but I'm talking about like actually be a woman, like to a man. I've never experienced that. So I don't know what that feels like. So I can't honestly say that I have anything to offer as far as a woman outside of just being a woman. So that means all I really do have to offer is some pussy because I'm a woman and we have one. That's really not enough. I can't honestly say I can I can offer you a nurturing environment. Because I'm too frustrated about the children that I have and the lack of help that I have with them. So it's like I can't necessarily be so nurturing to you when I'm frustrated at the amount of nurturing that I'm already doing. 
But that, isn't that it like is. the snake eating the eating its own tail, right? Sort of thing. She's frustrated because of the children she has, because of mm-hmm. the lack of help that she has, and the lack of opportunity to be become quote unquote a woman, right? Like a woman woman. <laughs> I love how we can just say say it twice and it, it means something different. Like like she's a woman, but she's talking about being like a woman woman. Right, a woman, woman, you know. Yeah, but yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah. the snake eating its own tail? Like she's lacking all of those things because the black man in her life is lacking a bunch of other things because of whatever, right? But it's just a vicious cycle, right? Now it's fucked up, right? But I would say that defines the culture more than all the shit that we say defines the culture. Oh man. Like, if you think statistically why black women don't report spousal abuse of their black uh, counterpart because they understand what those phone calls to law enforcement could possibly mean for someone who, while they may be slapping them upside the face or whatever, right, whatever the abuse is, they are afraid of what could possibly happen if she picks up the phone and calls the police. It's town them out to what yeah. right that's one side. That's one side. Right. You know but that's I mean? one but side. You, had, you had a you had a woman that was looking at at herself saying, though I am a beautiful woman, though my smile is bright and 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 my you know my personality is, is cheery at times and my ass may be fat, you know what I mean? My hair is nice. Uh, right. I'm not the one. And she's saying she knows she's not the one because she knows she don't have what it takes inside to give anything to you. You know what I mean? When I say give, that don't mean out her pocket. That don't mean out her refrigerator. That don't mean between the legs. Right. Between your legs. You know what I mean? That means that something has to come out of here and out of here. You know, and if you don't have anything to give out of those two places, really not useful to the next human being you know what i mean you you must you must have that for yourself first you know and then after that you can you can share you know what i mean but common sense says even a child knows you know if you don't have enough you can't share you know what i mean you only share if you have enough to share you know um graham crackers come with the with the line split down the middles you know what i mean (laughs) I see a line, I can share, no problem. You know what I mean? But damn, I got one cracker, man. I, it's a long night. You know what I mean? I'm right, around but, but I, I would give it to you if I had it. But in that, in that, what happens with with humanity when people start to look at us transcending our own, um, I guess, limitations, right? Like there, are, there are passages in the Bibles like, look at this woman, look at this old lady over here, where Jesus is pointing out. Jesus is pointing out to this old lady who's giving her last, right? And this, uh, I guess, rich guy who's giving a lot, but it's only a very small fraction of what he actually owns. And, he, and he's pointing out to, I believe, the disciples and saying, look, man, that what that lady gave is worth more than that man will ever give, right? Because she gave her last. She gave in spite of self, in spite of, like, feeling that, you know, that mentality of, man, I don't have it. Because you can make that excuse 
anytime you know you're you're faced with the opportunity to give whether it's your time or your resources right we talk about the problems that's going on in the black community and black and brown and poor white in all these different communities right we talk about the limitations and we also talk about well the only way out is you either fight for it like the civil war right or you what is it um you know have a composite of, of resources whether it be a joining of minds or putting money up and then invested it into something that can benefit you and the community right so at what point do you say man i don't have it for real like, i got ten dollars <laughs> in my name i can't give you five but maybe i'll give you two you know even though it could possibly harm me and my family like that's the only way out of this man it's not gonna be given to us that that i don't know i know that i know that us as a community you know what i mean Mm-hmm. If you don't make if you don't make two fifty three hundred thousand dollars a year, you're not even in that conversation. You know what I mean? We don't we don't exist in that. That's like talking about people being racist. We can't be racist. You know what I mean? We we at the other end of the state. It's not possible for us to be racist. You know what I mean? Um, I have to be in control of some shit to be a racist. I could not like your motherfucking ass all I want to, but I don't control shit. So me being me not liking you don't mean shit. Right. You know, somebody's racist. They're in control of all the assets and everything that's, that's to be obtained, and they can keep that from being passed out to your ass. That's where right. being a racist matters. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. We we gotta find other ways to 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 have these conversations because most of the time right. we're talking about shit does not matter whatsoever. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like what we're doing now is we're adding nuance, right? Nothing is black and white. Nothing is all one thing, right? I don't think the 100% pure evil person exists outside of some sort of chemical imbalance of the brain, right? We're not just, none of us are all anything. Now, we can train ourselves over time to be, or at least behave like we're all one thing. You know, like I tell my kids all the time, like, I don't think that you're lazy. I don't think that you're a bad person. But if you keep behaving like that, you're leaving me with no other choice but to view, view you as that. And that's coming from I your fault. Your ass is lazy. I tell him, I don't, I don't sugarcoat. Tell him, get your lazy ass up. But let's see, go here's what I'm saying. I, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm saying, <laughs> I don't think you're lazy. Right? See, and this is what's so great about a show like a, you know, this urban academia thing that we're trying to get off the ground right you know we can have differences but this is nuance it's not just one way it's not just one thing it's not cookie cutter right we're saying the same thing i'm saying i'm not going to call you straight lazy but i'm saying you are exhibiting the behavior of a lazy person do you want to change that and i always pose it as a question do you want to change that perception yes great well here's what you need to do you got to get up you gotta get this room together and let's get out the door on time that will show me who you really are which is not a lazy person okay now if they show themselves to be lazy that's when i can slap them with the um with that label without them being able to come back at me with any sort of retort i i asked my son if he wants that goddamn iphone bill paid <laughs> yeah <laughs> Get See, your ass well, that's all, it's all reinforcement. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
it's all <laughs> reinforcement, man. It's all reinforcement. Let's get back in a little bit more of this video, man. There we go. So therefore, I know I can't offer you that. I can offer cooking for you, but then it, to me, it comes at a price because if you're coming and you're sitting and you're eating my food and you're not providing any of it, I'm a fill away. So now I'm offering you bitterness. That's not anything a man wants. Why would you want a bitter female? Well, I'm bitter because of my own merits. So it's not your job to fix the bitterness. It's my job to fix. As, as much as I want a man to come to me ready, able to provide, work, and handle himself, I think that me as a female... I need to have my emotions in check because if a man wants peace, I don't have any because I'm frustrated. I'm bitter. I'm emotional. I'm upset. So I made this video mm. because today I realized that I don't have anything to offer a man outside of good looks. And I learned that I don't want a man for just his looks. So how can I be so selfish and se and and only offer a bare minimum and expect so much that is some unfair shit now i don't know about all these other females other females may not agree or even feel the way i feel man that's crazy like the dismount was something else but she is so brilliant how she's making this argument i'm gonna let you go first but i just want to soak in it for a little bit yeah 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 um i just appreciate it you know i don't know that young lady's name um but I have, as of late, been seeing more and more women um, just being honest, you know. And uh, y'all want men to be honest? That's 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 one of the things that it takes to get a man to be honest, is you to be honest. You know what I mean? You want a man to be vulnerable? You know what you got to do? Be vulnerable. You know what I mean? If you want to fight with a man, you know what you should do? Start a fight with a man, you know. Um, we aren't as different as you are. You know, um, I was told by a good woman that what women do is take what you give to them and multiply it. I feel that and I, I, I can't argue with that. Um, but a man does exactly the same. He does exactly the same. And on top of that, without you giving him anything, he'll go get you something. So I'll take what you have and I'll multiply it. And I also go get you some shit that you don't have. You know what I mean? Um, but while that's only the same, right? While you're doing the same, understand that a man can the, the 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 deepest, the most important thing that she said to me was the fact that she knew she could not provide peace to a man. And if you are a woman, I see so many of these Facebook posts and shit that you know pretty ass girls making these posts don't disturb my peace and this and that. And that. Yeah, okay. All right. If you're not ready to do this and ready to do, okay. All right. You know, um, but I say I come to you in a righteous manner. You know what I mean? And you still not peaceful. You know what I mean? Like there's a as a man, I cannot maximize my potential with or around a woman without peace. Either she got to go completely so that my mind is at ease and I have peace, or she has to provide that for me. And if she cannot provide peace for me, I can't provide anything for her. If she can provide peace for me first and foremost, then I can provide a place for her to lay her head, you know, then I can provide uh, uh, those bills being taken care of and, and the, the, the simple things that come after that, you know, 
But without me having peace, you know, and it's very cliche, but as cliche as it is, please sit down, pay attention to it and break it down. You know, uh, as a black man, I can only speak for black men. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wish I could speak for white men. I can't. Um, you know, as a black man, I do have struggles outside every day. Every day. Whether I'm driving a car and I got to worry about just being pulled over for the slightest nothing. Right. And that turning into something, you know, uh, getting a random call, you know, with somebody pointing the finger, pointing the blame, you know, something already happening. And I fit the description because niggas all look alike, apparently. You know what I mean? Um, uh, there's a multiple, uh, a multitude of reasons why when I walk outside, I need to be as strong as I can be. Because everything that's waiting to kill me is usually outside. Mm. When a man walks back inside, there should not be a threat or anything viewed as a threat inside. If there is, you know where that man wants to go? Outside. Back outside. Because without peace, I cannot, I can't exist. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, we got to, we got to find a balance in that. And uh, shout out to her, whatever her name is. I wish I knew. Hello. Um, Thank you. Um. I would love to see that from more and more and more women. And I can promise you that if men see that from more and more and more women, you will see that from more and more and more men. You know, we're not, we're not out here doing the things that we do to impress each other. You know, me and Gail's, you know, uh, uh, we, we're not on here. Me and Zilla not on here because we trying to impress each other because we want to just, you know, we just have a random conversation with each other. We could, I could have called him. He got my number. I got his. We could call each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At the and end of the day, we do. <laughs> and sometimes we sometimes do. We do. I have to. I've been talking to the audience for a minute. Like I have to look at him and like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. no, save it for the show. Like, this conversation is too great. <laughs> save it for the show. <laughs> this happens often. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, you know. We just we just got to get a little bit better, man. Um, we got to get a little more honest and, uh, you know, stop judging each other so much. You know, we're, we're such a judgy community, man. And, and that, all, that all came from a lot of different places, a lot of different reasons, a lot of different traumas, playing the dozens and all type of different things. But mm-hmm. man, we got to stop judging each other, man, because if we don't stop judging each other, we're never going to help each other. If we never help each other, we'll always be a bunch of people that's fucked up just looking at each other, talking about each other, you know, and that ain't what I want. You know what I mean? I want I want better for my children like I know the ones that are watching with children. I know y'all want better for yours. You know what I mean? I don't want my son to grow up and, and do the exact same shit I did. I want him to do better than that. You right. know what I mean? So uh, we have to we have to preach the things that, that get us to that place. The way you talk sounds like a man 
who has been at war. I think that's extraordinary and super important for anybody outside within the black community um, for, you know, you ladies out there who are listening to this for, you know, people who, you know, are white brethren who cringe when they hear the, the term white privilege, right? Or they hear these sorts of things. I hope at its core, you can hear what this man is saying. I don't know what to expect when I walk outside my house. It could be some other hating dude from my neighborhood, like a young, you know, what young Dolph came up against, probably what, you know, Slim 400 came up against. It can be, um, you know, a police stop gone wrong, right? It could be some, you know, lady who feels at some sort of unease and now she's making up a story how we got to the Emmett Till situation, right? And she's making up that story because of the pressure she feels from her community. Like all these things just are stacked on top of each other. And it's like some weird, very fragile, uh, you know, Jenga or blocks, Legos, whatever. So this is very, very flimsy frame that this country, this world, our community is built on top of. But I love your plea. Like I need you ladies to understand when dealing with a black man, he's at war. He's keeping his head on the swivel because we don't know what to expect. So when we do come home, we need that peace. And for you men out there, us included, right? Us included need to understand that she needs to be able to give peace. That's the other half of the video that we watch, right? She needs to be able to give peace. And what does she need? She needs that support. So we're both asking for the same things and we could give it to each other, but we've been brought up in such a way that it just seems so impossible. I know people in my family where if you don't show anything less than strength, you will be eaten alive. And we teach this to our kids. We're teaching this to our kids and whatever mates we end up with, no matter their background, you need to be able to step up to my level. Instead of some sort of, you know, equilibrium happening, right? If she comes in revving up here because she has a tough family, you need to be coming in right there, okay? And then y'all, you know, equal each other out. It's equilibrium, right? When I say equilibrium, is pouring hot coffee into a cold drink. It's going to swirl around. The molecules at a molecular structure, you know, uh, level are going to bang against each other, throw each other around until they all settle down and become the same temperature. So we, one, have to figure out what do we want to set our household temperature at and how, even if it takes something, you got to risk, you got to risk a lot to bump up against each other, push each other to reach and achieve that equilibrium. And then we can avoid men going out feeling like they're at war and then coming home and feeling like they're at war. And so they make a decision like these artists who sign with Empire apparently and say, well, I'm going to go outside and try to get that love, that adulation, that peace, peace of mind, which we've been told you can get that through money. Okay, I can move out of this situation and live over here now. People who need help, I can now help now, right? That's the, the greatest lie ever told. Come over here, sign with me, 
be the crazy wild self you are and you and your family can be protected and that's nuts that people will you know serve themselves up for that yeah go ahead sorry any of those guys i'm just i'm just thinking you know just thinking as you're talking and you're right you're right about so many things um as a man i'm I, i've lived long enough and i could be honest enough to say that um if I go throughout my life without a woman, I'm not going to be as good of a man as I could have been. Um, I do know that it takes a woman to bring out certain attributes in a man. Um, so without that being present, you're going to see other attributes in a man. Most of these guys, with the exception of Dolph, mm. Um, yeah, I say slim 400, you know what I mean? But his wasn't the same because uh, his actions were a lot more childish, outlandish, you know what I mean, from time to time. But, uh, yeah, these guys, it's, it's almost like an idle mind is the devil's playground, right? So these guys that didn't have anywhere to put their mind outside of this devilish, crazy-ass music that they, you know what I mean, might be good music, sound good to the ears, whatever, but, you right. know, shit that they're saying to get you nowhere but exactly where they at, right? So um, I just feel like, you know, had they had a good family, a good woman, you know, that happiness, that peace, those wouldn't be the words that you hear coming out their mouth. That wouldn't be the energy they portray. And that energy wouldn't come back to them that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got a lot of dead black men just on the fact of uh, just anger, just 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 being angry. You know, um, I know that when I'm with my my children and, and the family that I've had, you know, in those moments, I was always happy. You know, if 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 women knew how powerful they were in that sense and, and, and stood their ground in that sense, then you might be able to get a man to stand the ground in the sense that you want him to stand in, you know? Right. But uh, it's, it's definitely a two-way street. And the problem is, is that, you know, being that it's a two-way street, you're only driving the way that you're driving. And because you don't have that type of consideration yet, you don't give a shit what's happening coming down the other side of the road, you know? And until, you know, we can get to where we really care, you know, even though I'm in this car on this side of the road, I really care about your journey in that car on that side of the road, you know, mm -hmm. until we get there, um, you know, we're, we're, it's a fight, you know, it's a fight. So as I said, here at Urban Academia, we try to take a subject, you know, I mean, albeit a tragic one, right? The the execution, man, the assassination. I don't know if I can call it assassination. I don't know if he was political or anything like that, but the death of Slim 400. And he's one of many artists that have been, uh, I mean, I'm looking at some of these names, like, of course, you got, you know, Bootsy and 50 Cent, right? These are some people that were, has some affiliation with this with this label you know snoop dogg at one point right but then look at some of the people you know kendrick lamar at one point look at some of the people who have died 
right? Not just the young Dolphs or the Mo Threes, King Vons, D Smokes of the world, but like, I mean, Aaliyah, you know? I don't know. Like you said, you, I know you're gonna talk more about it, but the video that we that we watched, it, it's tough to see because you want to look at that lady like, okay. All right, this is well put together. This is a great argument, uh, even though it sounds crazy, right? I have nothing to offer, man. How many different groups would take that one little snippet and run with it? Oh, these guys are playing a, a lady. <laughs> right. I got you. So don't even waste the energy on it. So let's try to bring it back to, you know, Slim 400. So we're talking about, you know, how often does this happen with Empire artists, Right. How much money do they make after the death? And then what responsibility, if any, does the company have? And that's interesting. Those are the those are the three questions I, I kind of come away with as we wrap this up. What do you got? Well, for one, you know, if the company has responsibility, I'm not seeing it. You know. Mm. Um, but responsibility as far as what? Like, not just... You know, well, you know, they get X amount of dollars to the family or whatever. They may make a donation or start a charity in their name. But like if if I run a company, okay, and you you do music, you do um you write, if 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 we, if it's a newspaper, you know, whatever it is, when you do your product, it doesn't go out until I stamp it, right? Right. So if you do a product and I stamp it and all you're talking about is murder, death, kill, and then you're actually saying somebody's name here and there, throwing subliminals, enough for, you know, uh, a large percent of the population that listens to these artists to know exactly what and who they're talking about. I feel like if Joe Blow off the street knows when a hundred shots mm -hmm. come out, exactly what it's about, there's no way Empire shouldn't know. So if those type songs come out and you know, okay, damn, my artist is saying he's in danger. He's been he's had a vehicle shot out a hundred times and now he's making a song taunting the guy that did it. Maybe we should uh put one security on him or something you just you know just just kind of pay attention to the guys you know we lost about 10 of these niggas this year from the same company you know and, and at first it was just like man rat beef oh man niggas oh man. now i'm not looking at that i'm on some follow the money shit now you know i'm i'm following the trail of money back to empire and and these people that don't look like us that don't give a damn what happens to us that that are in uh, business with these private prisons and all of this other shit that turns back around on niggas that look like us, you know? So I really feel like it's a lot deeper than uh, bloods or crips or, or you stepped on my shoe right. or right. talked about my mama or whatever, the, you know, whatever the shit that we dumb things down to be, you know, at this point, you know, I, you throw the conspiracy shit out the window at this point with me. Like, y'all done had too many people die. And all of these people 
were under contracts that after they died, the majority of the money went back to you. All of these people were under contracts where they had a 10 to $20 million insurance policy, an instant payout, which went to you. You know what I mean? Which leads me to believe, same as I've seen with Pac and Biggie, that you look at it like artists are worth more dead than alive, which is why you keep allowing them to turn up dead. You know what I mean? Um, it don't, it don't, it's, it's not hard to get a real ignorant, broke person in the hood to, to do something shameful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, pulling the trigger takes uh, less than a quarter pound of pressure. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's not, it takes a whole lot of effort, you know? Um, so I want to, I want to push back on the conspiracy theory, right? And I'm the type that I always, like you said, here in um, Urban Academia, we blow it up and we shrink it down to a, a place where we, you know, some common ground here. When you look at, there was a documentary, right? Supersize Me. I don't know if you remember this, but it's the guy who got wind of a case for people who don't know out there. He got wind of this case of someone trying to sue McDonald's for making them fat, right? And so the guy was just like, the, or the judge said that because there was no uh, parenthetical proof that McDonald's has, you know, promotions and only offers certain things and how they offer them, right, uh, all matters. There's no proof that there's a direct correlation. So what this guy did was say, all right, what if I only ate McDonald's for a month? And that's what he does, and he documents it. He documents how many times when he pulls up to order one thing, the the employees there were there to shift him towards more or worse, right? I may just want, you know, I just want a small fry. I was like, well, if you get the meal, it's only this much. Like, they're doing actual math. And you're thinking, hmm, yeah, I guess, you know, that's a good deal. Like, we love our deals, right? And matter of fact, you can supersize that for, ex I mean, this is when kids, hold on, let me look into the camera here. Kids, back in the day, you could go to McDonald's and order a regular portion of food, and they gave you the option to supersize it, which means bigger drink, more fries. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're showing our age right there. <laughs> right? But yeah, so uh, they would first switch you from one thing to another and then give you the option to supersize it, right? And even the size of the containers for the fries and the cups, all these things uh, played a role in it. So bringing all of that back to what you're saying about the DOS and the Mo 3s and the Slim 400s of the world, is it that we're kind of, they're only selling us what they believe that we'll buy, right? Like the company itself is like, well, we will give them more educational things. We will give them black empowering things, but that doesn't sell. Nah, nah, or is nah, it a matter that, that, hang on, or is it a matter that we buy or you know the black community buys what we're told about, just like any other community. That's why most companies spend a third of their budget on research and development and advertisement. Like, that's a big chunk of what they make. Whatever we make, we want to donate a third of that to make sure we understand how people think and how to manipulate them and how to you know advertise to them to maximize the money we make. Because it definitely is for sure not going to the workers. So where are we at with nah. that? Is it is uh, it yeah. ingrained into the promotion? Is it just them saying, "Hey, we're just a little old company, giving the people what we want, 
or is it that people are buying what they're told to buy? I think people buy what they are accessible to buy. They buy what's there, you know. Um, and even deeper than that, they buy what's placed in their face the most, you know. That's why when you go outside, you can see the McDonald's billboard when you look up, you know. Miles um, away. <laughs> miles and miles you know what I mean? It's going to be in your face, you know, and the more it's in your face, the more you want a Big Mac, you know. Um, and, 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 and sorry, McDonald's, I ain't, you know, you know uh, I grew up on you. I loved you. You know what I mean? I, it is what it is, you know. You but know you didn't love us. <laughs> I eat your food now and, and I just, you know, it's trash. You know, it is the, some of the worst shit ever. Like, it sits on the bottom of my stomach. It turns and all. I don't know what to, like, God, you know. But you got that big-ass golden arch symbol. So sometimes, Get you. sometimes I go waste my money, even though I know this is bullshit, you know. But that's what advertisement does. That's what throwing things in your face is for. That's why you keep saying urban academia. You know, uh, because we want to see you guys. Um, we want to hang out with you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the other secret is, is that family fucks with you and people that ain't family don't. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, come back to Urban Academia because here at Urban Academia, we fuck with you. You know, they can say the name of me and times at McDonald's. They still don't like your ass when you go in there. You know what I mean? They gonna give you some shit that's going to make you sick, too. You come see us. We'll make you feel good. And give you something to make you feel better. Put a smile on your face. Get a little education. You know what I mean. Hang out with you when you're bored by yourself. Don't have nobody to hang with. We're not bringing you the bullshit. We just family. You know what I mean. So yeah, we got different rights than they got. Yeah, we can speak to you a different way than they can speak to you. You know what I mean. So, uh, and we'll also be here for you a different way than they'll ever be here for you. You know what I mean. So yeah, we love you. Right. So now we get to the part of uh, Urban Academia. Like you said, we blow it up and try to shrink it down as much as possible. Um, we talked about the responsibility of the company. We would like to, right, in a perfect world, hey, man, we're not going to push your albums unless you're talking about something worth talking about. We have the numbers here because there's a, like I said, most major companies a third of their budget goes to research and development and advertising. So they have the numbers. They know exactly what's happening. But they get to hide mm -hmm. behind, you know, constitution and, well, this is art and, you know, it's freedom of speech and all these sorts of things. Uh, you know, the libel laws, all of that stuff, right? But what what we would like to happen in the fairy tale world is that the company takes responsibility and say, you know what? No. If you're not talking about anything positive, that helps the black community, black, brown, or otherwise, right? Then we're not going to put you up. We're not going to give you any signing bonuses or any of that. Matter of fact, we're going to get you some financial literacy classes, some writing courses, some business courses that are going to be attached to your contract. Matter of fact, we're going to teach you how to budget. All these things, right? The NFL requires each of their players to have a certain amount of um, – what do you call it? Donated assets. 
and it could be their time, right? The team shows up to the children's hospital or whatever, right? They they are contractually obligated to show up to some of these places. And then you do have players like a Cam Newton who's famous for doing way above what he's required contractually to do, okay? But that's not the world we live in. So I think the alternative is going to lie where the real power lies. There's power in people. It always has been. Just some people know how to cultivate that power and use it for their own well-being versus the, the people who they're actually, you know, harvesting that power from. So what can we small individuals, what can we urban academia do? Well, we can shout out some good rappers, right? There are Chuck D's out there, you know? I mean, you got all kinds of people out there who are talking about it. I really like J. Cole. J. Cole did a whole album about mental health. And it sold a lot because he's a name and he's attached to a, a label that's a name and, you know, all that sort of thing. But he's using that platform to talk about some real issues, man. Him talking about how he's got a line in the song talking about how it's great that uh, there's a suicide prevention hotline. But what about the hotline for my for my people who feel like they're about to murder somebody or rob somebody? Where are those hotlines? That's what happens in our community. So maybe we, we can Absolutely. pop that up and we just stay away from the the gang rap and all that stuff. Maybe we give our women some relief and the women, once we get home, are giving us peace. And in that way, we're able to collectively raise our children together in a two-parent home and then those children don't have to go outside in order to feel that peace, love, adulation, whatever it is that they're getting from Instagram and these record labels. That's where I'm at. Absolutely. You know, um, I don't know how to do it right. You know what I mean? I really don't. But I feel like as a person, as a human, you need to do your best to try to love somebody. You know, try to love somebody that's going to make you better than whatever you was when you started, you know. So mm -hmm. try not to always make it about you, you know. Um, if you always make it about you, shit's going to be hectic, man. You know what I mean? Right. You have to, other people have to matter. And if they don't matter, then, you know, if that cycle reoccurs, then you don't matter, so. Right. Well, before we wrap this up and you get the final word as usual, I love where you're going with this line of thinking. And I can't wait. So next week be our last show for the year. Getting ready for these Christmases and New Year's and whatnots. And you know, stay tuned to and join us and you know, we're we're gonna get a lot better at this. But before you get the last word in, Mr. Rich, like that the idea that you're saying of what you're saying and how important that messaging is. Right. And I think it really boils down to love somebody. Do what you can. Do what you can. I have some real mental health issues at times, like all of us do. Right. But that's because you've exploded your mind into thinking about all these different things and possible outcomes. But no, 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 no. Just just get up and uh, take a shower. Right. Get yourself ready for the day. These little bitty steps, little by little. And then when you look back at it at the end of the day, man, you're going to feel good. So, absolutely. Mr. Rich, last word as usual. Go ahead, close us out, brother. 
Man, once again, y'all, thank y'all for joining in to another episode of Urban Academia. You know what I mean? We appreciate you. We love you. Um, we will be back once again next Saturday with another episode, same time. Um, I'm sorry again to have to say for the third week in a row, rest in peace. You know what I mean? I'm really getting tired of saying rest in peace. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. You know, I, I do respect these people. I do um, love our culture and I, I will appropriate it. I will speak for it. Um, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing us go. You know what I mean? So whatever that means to you, you know, chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? Sit down, love somebody, hug somebody. You know what I mean? We'll catch y'all next time here around Urban Academia. Peace. Free.